what's really good welcome back to another episode of the sanchez show i'm your host eric sanchez aka legend in two games make sure you follow me across all social media platforms again that's legend in two games completely spelled out shoot me a like shoot me a comment and as always open up the platform for any great sports debates or any great debates in general i just like to go back and forth but with that being said it is monday november 23rd just wrapped up the monday night football game for week 11 of the nfl season and i wanted to bring you guys my monday night reactions now we're gonna get into my uh top five title contenders in each conference which we've done in the past but i want to continue to update it as every week and every moment goes by um i'm also gonna just dive into what happened this past week 11 in the nfl some of the main storylines so before we get into the top five in each conference um i think we gotta acknowledge two very important details that became very apparent this week first and foremost patrick mahomes is the mvp of the league all right i said it two weeks ago i said it last week and i'm reaffirming it this week patrick mahomes is the mvp of the national football league no player has more control over every game they're in. No player dictates the outcome of those games more than Patrick Mahomes. Point blank, period. We're through 11 weeks. He's only thrown one interception on a year. He's flawless in damn near every game they play. As long as their defense doesn't give up 40-plus points, they're going to win pretty much every game. Um, I also think this past week he separated himself from some of the other guys who were getting some recognition. Uh, Kyler Murray was starting to gain some steam, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Dalvin Cook. But all those guys uh, struggled this past week while he found a way to win on the road against a division rival who beat them earlier this season. To me, Patrick Mahomes is the clear-cut leader of the MVP discussion right now as we head down the last six weeks of this season. Unless something drastic happens, I don't see him losing that lead in the MVP race. That's the first thing we've got to acknowledge. The second thing we've got to acknowledge is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not as good as we thought. And I'm going to get into them a little bit more in my uh, top five talk. But I said last week that they needed to show me a little bit more against better defenses. All right. They lost twice to the Saints. They lost to the Bears, who even though they struggled, the Bears do have a top-notch defense. This Buccaneer team also struggled against the Giants earlier this season, who also possess a, a top-10 defense. And I needed to, to really see where they stood as far as a title contender. And they struggled again tonight on Monday Night Football against this Rams team. And I'm going to get a little bit more into it. But Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay team is not as good as advertised early in the season. They're 7-4. and four, And I think we have a firm understanding of who they are at this point. With that being said, let's transition over. It's a short week. We've got the Thanksgiving game coming up on Thursday. Um, and I say it's a short week because I know we normally have thank, uh, Thursday games anyway, but this time we've got three games, one with major playoff implications, uh, the Ravens-Steelers that night, Cowboys who are still somehow in the race in the NFC East play. So, and they've got the Redskins, so we'll get a better idea of who, who's going to win that division. But let's let's start there. Let's start in the NFC. My top five title contenders there. And I'm going to count backwards from five all the way up to number one. For me, number five is the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is a, a phenomenal talent. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
but their defense is horrendous. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. And there is no way that I would have any faith in this team getting to the Super Bowl ahead of the teams that I have ranked in front of them. Um, as I mentioned, these are the top five title contenders in each conference. This is not a power rankings. This is not who I think is better than what team. This is solely based off of who I think has the best shot to come out of that conference. And for me, Seattle has the fifth best opportunity solely because of Russell Wilson and their receivers, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Whatever they do moving forward and, and any opportunity and any chance they have of getting to a Super Bowl is solely going to be based on that offense because through 11 weeks, we have seen that this defense has greatly underachieved. This defense is nowhere near as good as we thought they were going to be. And quite frankly, I don't think much of that is going to change. They still have a lot of divisional games left. I think they will be in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to win this division. And that makes their role tougher to get to a Super Bowl, especially with how bad this defense has, has been playing. At number four, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, this is not a power rankings. I'm not saying that the every team above the Bucs are, are head and shoulders better than them. But with the loss tonight, it is clear to me that the Tampa Bay Bucs are not going to win the NFC South, which I've said all along. I thought the Saints were the best team in that division. They just won with their backup quarterback. Tampa Bay loses again. Uh, the Saints have a clear advantage in winning the division, which would then force Tampa Bay to go on the road for every game in the playoffs. And I'm not sold on Tampa Bay beating any of the top contenders in the NFC. All right. Tampa Bay may get lucky and play the winner of the NFC East in the first round of the playoffs. But then after that, I mean, it's going to be a gauntlet, whether they got to go to Green Bay, whether they got to go back to New Orleans. Ah, man, whether they got to go play the team from the West, who I have ranked ahead of them right now, the team I think is going to win the West anyway. Tampa Bay, to me, just doesn't have enough. You know, all the weapons, all the toys on paper look great. They were thoroughly outplayed again tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not that good. You know, their defense has gotten fat off some weaker opponents. But again, they were dominated twice by the Saints. The Bears roughed them up. The Rams roughed them up again tonight. The Giants roughed them up and, and really came down to a final possession there. This Tampa Bay team is not that good. It's all names on, on the roster sheet. Tampa, uh, you know, Tampa, I think overall their defense, they make some plays. They create turnovers, uh, but they're not dominant. I, I have yet to see them really look like, oh, wow, I would hate to play that defense. They have spurts. They have moments. But overall, I have yet to see them play a game where I felt like that is a Super Bowl contender. That is a Super Bowl champion. I don't think they're close enough to that. I think they're closer to, to the rest of the league and being a playoff team that could make some noise if they get hot. But there's no way I rank them higher than number four in the NFC right now. Right now. Right now. Now. I have above them at number three is the team that beat them tonight, the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are slowly putting together a very solid resume of wins. Um, the Rams, I think, control right now what's going to happen in the NFC West. And the Rams have the top scoring defense in the NFC. And I think with the talent they have on defense and what they show tonight on the road, mind you, what they show tonight is that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with 
any other playoff team in the NFC, whether they're in Los Angeles or whether they're in, in, in on the road. And tonight they did it in Tampa. Uh, I, I thought tonight, I mean, Jared Goff outplayed Tom Brady. The Rams' defense was very good. You know, Tampa's first touchdown was aided by a, a big penalty, a pass interference penalty. Uh, one of uh, Tampa's other drives was aided by a um, interception that was deep in Ram territory. Other than that, I mean, the Rams pretty much controlled this game. They did whatever they wanted to Tampa's offensive line. They they outmuscled the receivers, and offensively, Jared Jared Goff threw the ball over forty times with a lot of success. I think the Rams are really good, and the fact that I expect them to win this division, um, though it won't. It probably won't lead to the number one overall seed. It's going to at least lead to one, possibly two playoff games for them. I think the Rams are really good, and that's why I've got them at number three. Number two for me hasn't changed. I still have it as Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay has a clear lead in their division. Green Bay also has an opportunity to get to the number one seed. They are going to need a little bit of help, but their schedule is pretty soft the rest of the way, and they've got an opportunity now to get to that number one seed if the Saints falter or if Drew Brees doesn't come back as soon as some people anticipate. So for me, Green Bay is at number two. They still got a lot to prove, though. Don't get me wrong, but I'm putting them at number two because, like I mentioned, this isn't a power rankings. This is looking ahead and thinking about who would have the the best path to getting to a Super Bowl. And if Green Bay can get to the number one seed and forces everyone to come to Lambeau, then that changes the dynamics of how you play that team. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Their defense needs to be a little more stout. Their defense has been pushed around several times this year. A little inconsistent running the ball, and it showed this past weekend against the Colts. But overall, again, with a comfortable lead in the division and a soft remaining schedule, I think they have an opportunity to get to the number one seed, and that's why I'm going to keep them number two on my top five NFC title contenders. And number one is the New Orleans Saints. Um, Pretty simple. They've been hot since, you know, pretty much October. They, they've really got it going. Even with Drew Brees out this week, uh, they were still found a way to be dominant defensively and move the ball offensively. They moved the ball pretty much the same as they would with Drew Brees. There weren't a lot of big shots down the field, but uh, Taysom Hill was, was effective. He was efficient. Wasn't big gaudy numbers, but enough to get him a comfortable win. And I think... The Saints, you know, their next three games still very winnable. They could go two and one or three and over those next three and still find a way to get the number one seed. I think the loss tonight by Tampa really helped their cause now. But ultimately, for me with the Saints, I've got them at number one because I'm expecting Drew Brees to come back at some point, whether before the end of the regular season or in the playoffs. And with Drew Brees and potentially having the number one seed where they – stand right now, I mean, they're, they're damn near unbeatable in that dome. They've, they've had some heartbreaking losses in the playoffs, controversial losses in the playoffs at home. But take the controversy out of it. Like I said, they're damn near unbeatable in that dome. So again, I've got the Seahawks at five, Tampa Bay at four, the Rams at three, Green Bay at two, New Orleans at number one. Honorable mention, of course, the Cardinals who are, who are who are a playoff team, but I just think they're a little young and they're, they're way too inconsistent. Some of the same things I said about green Bay and Seattle apply to Arizona in that they've got great quarterback play, 
but you never really know which defense is going to show up and you never really know if they're going to have the running game to stay balanced enough so that Kyler doesn't have to throw the ball 35 times. But that's just my thoughts on the NFC. Let's transition over to the AFC. Again, before I do, make sure you follow me across all social media platforms. It's Legend Into Games, completely spelled out. Shoot me a like, shoot me a comment. And as always, we open up the platform for any great sports debate. Now, with that being said, let's transition over to the AFC. Again, this isn't a power rankings. This is more about who I think has the best shot to come out of the conference. At number five, I've got the Vegas Raiders. I think it's time that we start taking Vegas seriously. All jokes aside, we need to take them seriously. They beat the Chiefs the first time. I mean, they played them as close as you could play them in the second meeting. They also beat the Saints earlier this year. They've gone toe-to-toe with Buffalo. I really like what, what the Raiders are doing. I think Derek Carr is fully back to where he was about three years ago uh, when he had a really bad injury that cut short a season for him. But that year, they had won 11 games and won the division. And, and they were a scary team going into the playoffs before he got hurt. And I think this year, they're a scary team again. They've got a young defense, flies around, makes a lot of plays, very physical defense. And I think they've got enough offensively to put a scare into you. I think Darren Whaler is becoming a Pro Bowl caliber tight end. Harry Ruggs uh, getting down the field. Josh Jacobs. They've got weapons, man. They're going to be a scary team come playoff team. And right now, I've got them at five again because they're going to have to go on the road to, to do it. And going on the road in the playoffs uh, presents a lot of challenges, especially for a West Coast team when you consider some of the elements they may have to face, you know, possibly having to go to Pittsburgh, possibly having to go to Buffalo, um, possibly having to go to Kansas City again. But ultimately, I like this team. They've, they've played a very tough schedule through these first 11 weeks, and they've held their own against every top contender they face. So I've got them at number five. At number four for me is Buffalo. Buffalo, who beat Vegas earlier this season. Buffalo, who is in firm control of the NFC, I'm sorry, the AFC East now that uh, the Dolphins took a really bad loss this week. Buffalo, to me, though, defensively is not up to par with the other teams I have rated ahead of them. I think Buffalo has the opportunity to be a sleeper team come playoff time if they get their defense back to where it was at last season. Right now, it's all about their offense. It's all about Josh Allen. It's all about Stephon Diggs. Their running game's a little inconsistent, but more importantly, their defense is just nowhere near as good as it was the previous seasons. And that, to me, scares me a little bit because, again, Josh Allen, when you when you look at the caliber of quarterbacks you're going to go up against, it's going to be a tall task to ask him to keep up with the Mahomes, with the Roethlisberger's, you know, even Phillip Rivers. It's going to be a tough task to ask him to keep up with some of those quarterbacks, knowing that those teams – can roll out of bed and, and get you 20 plus, maybe even 30 points in some situations, you know? So I think their defense has to get better if they want a legitimate shot at making a deep playoff run. They're going to win the division. They're going to get one home playoff game, but anything beyond that becomes very tricky because of that uh, defense. Number three for me is the Indianapolis Colts. Top ranked defense in all of football. I think if you look back at what they've done over the last three weeks, Tough loss to Baltimore in a game that they controlled for the first half. A win against Tennessee in Tennessee, a, a dominant win against Tennessee. And then 
I mean, defensively, they were dominant for almost three quarters against the Packers. Don't let the, the score fool you. I mean, the Packers scored 28 points in the first half. Some of that was helped, and it, it was helped by a bogus pass interference call right at the end of the first half that led to a touchdown by Green Bay. But in the second half, the Colts basically gave up nothing. Three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Packers didn't get a field goal on the board until their last possession um, and then turned it over on their first possession in the second half. The Colts kept Aaron Rodgers frustrated for most of that game. His his stats weren't gaudy. He finished with 300 yards, but a lot of that had to do with their final drive of the game where he had to get him. He had to go 70-plus yards just to get him in field goal range. So before that last drive and even the yards he picked up in, in overtime, before those things, I mean, he was in the low 200s for most of the game, especially when you consider he had, at half, he already had 170 yards. The Colts' defense is legit. And I think, again, for the third straight week, they faced a different type of offense against a different type of quarterback, against a playoff caliber team, and they found a way to win two of those three games. Now they've got Tennessee again this week. I think that's going to go a long way to determine who wins the AFC South. But right now the Colts with the number one defense in football and the fact that their offense is starting to gel, they're getting their pieces back. Michael Pittman is looking like a legitimate beast on the outside uh, across from T.Y. Hilton. Jonathan Taylor showed you what he could do, and, and the Colts started to show you what they wanted to be, a physical, pounding, running football team that sets up the play-action pass down the field. Now they got to clean up some of the penalties they had at the end of that game against the Packers. We're not going to ignore that. We're not going to ignore that they almost blew that game because they couldn't run out of, run out the clock because their offense kept picking up uh, holding penalties. But overall, the number one defense, they're 10-3. and three. I think there's something starting to happen there. And we're going to learn a lot about them over these last six weeks. Uh, they do have a game against Pittsburgh. They do have a, uh, this game against Tennessee coming up. But we're going to learn a lot about these guys. And don't be fooled in, in thinking that the Colts' defense just started to gel. This defense was very good last year. There's the same defense that went into Kansas City last year, and they held Patrick Mahomes at 13 points. The defense is really, really good. This is more about their offense. It's about Phillip Rivers not turning the ball over. It's about them being able to establish a running game. If they're able to just be decent in those areas, their defense might be able to carry them for a long playoff run, and that's why I have them at number three. I expect them to beat Tennessee again this upcoming week. Um, and I think once they do that, they're going to have a firm hold of the NFC South. They're not, I don't think they're going to be able to catch Pittsburgh for the number one seed. However, there's a possibility that they could, um, well, they will win the division, I think, and have a home playoff game, but they could get to Kansas City at number two. So a little bit of a long shot, but nonetheless, they're going to at least have one home playoff game. Um, with that defense. So I think they could be one of those sleeper teams. I, I'm really starting to believe what their defense is doing. At number two, I got Pittsburgh. Um, undefeated, schedule's been a little soft, but you play who's in front of you. And they've done that perfectly so far. They, they've beaten everyone in front of them. They've handled their business. They're the most balanced team on either one of these lists. Either conference you're talking about, they're the most balanced team. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They've got a, a opportunistic defense. They can get pass rush on you. Play them at home. Play them on the road. They can beat you. Unfortunately, this week against the Ravens, we're not going to see the best version of the Ravens. It's already been reported 
that uh, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram tested positive for COVID. So they'll be out. I believe uh, um, one of their D linemen as well tested positive. So we may not get the best version of the Ravens, but it may not really matter anyway. Pittsburgh's rolling right now, and Baltimore has looked really bad the last few weeks. So I don't know if it would have mattered anyway, but Pittsburgh, 10-0, potentially going 11-0. I have them as a number two seed. They're probably going to get home field advantage. I think they need to get home field advantage because that's going to give them their biggest edge over the team I have at number one, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. Make no mistake, as I started out by saying, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league. They're the most dangerous team. They're, I think they're the best overall team. Is their defense as good as Pittsburgh's and Indianapolis? No. But everything that they're lacking on defense that those teams have, their offense is head and shoulders better than those other teams. Pittsburgh's got a good offense, but it ain't Kansas City's offense. Colts have moments where you look at them offensively and you say, man, there's, there's some good weapons there. But it ain't Kansas City's weapons. Kansas City is the best team in football. And let's not forget that if not for if if not for a four-star penalty against the Patriots two years ago, we probably would be talking about this Kansas City team being two-time champions already. Patrick Mahomes has only lost one playoff game in his career. It was to it was in overtime to the New England Patriots. If not for that, we're probably talking about a two-time champion a league MVP on the verge of his second league MVP, a, a guy that can do it all. There's there's, there's nothing I've seen on the field where the kid has ever been frustrated, flustered, or confused. Every other quarterback, we see moments where they look like, I don't know what the defense is throwing at me. I can't quite figure this out. He has yet to have that moment. He's, he's three years in. He is seeing every defense. This year, he's been much more patient with dinking and dunking the ball down. Has no problem throwing it down to the to the running backs. He has no problem throwing it down to the fourth or fifth option in the pass play. None. They haven't had the big pass plays to Tyreek Hill like they've had in the past because every defense is sitting on that. So he said, fine, I'll dump it down and I'll dump it down and I'll beat you down the field for a bunch of passes for six or seven yards if that's what you want me to do. And then when I need to make the play, I'll find a way to extend it with my legs and find somebody down the field. The same way he did to Travis Kelsey for the winning touchdown yesterday. After he had literally killed the Raiders with short passes, short passes, short passes, he figured out, I can just use my legs, extend this play, and get the ball down the field. Game over. Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in either conference, and they, without a doubt, have the best shot of going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. The biggest threat to them, in my opinion, is Pittsburgh being able to lock up the number one seed. If Pittsburgh has the number one seed, and can force Kansas City to come to them for the AFC Championship game, then you throw in an element and a dynamic that could level the playing field. But anybody who's got to go through Arrowhead is not going to beat them. And if the Kansas City Chiefs get the number one overall seed in the AFC, just chalk them into the Super Bowl because no one is going into Arrowhead and beating them in the playoffs. Point blank, period. With that being said, this is the Sanchez Show. Appreciate all the love and support. Keep tuning in. We out of here. Oh, and, and before we do, uh, before I say that as well, happy Thanksgiving to all my listeners, all my friends, all my followers. I appreciate you guys, and you, you guys enjoy the holiday.